I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. There is amazing power and gift in each phase. So there's four main phases. You have your menstrual phase when you're on your bleed. This is also, your then you go into your follicular stage, which is, I like to call them like inner spring, inner winter, mm. this kind of thing. So yeah. your bleed is your inner winter. Follicular phase is when you're leading up to ovulate. So your estrogen is building slightly. This is your inner spring. Summer is your ovulation. It's like a day. And then you have your autumn phase, which is your luteal phase, which is the longest phase in your cycle, which can feel like the most (laughs) long because it is the longest. Once you ovulate, the rest of the month until you bleed again is your luteal. And this is where we have our... PMS, but I like to call that rather than PMS, like premenstrual syndrome is please make space. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast, the show for ambitious women who also happen to be raising kids. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. Each week, I'm going to coach you to do the work that builds an exceptional life. We'll talk all things motherhood, mindset, and emotional well-being so that you can create a life designed by faith over fear. It's time to break through whatever's holding you back. It's time to extend your self-compassion, refocus your intention, raise your vibe, and alchemize the parts of you that will lead to a deep spiritual transformation. You are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. If you're here to do the inner work and you're ready to expand, I'm here to join you on the journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's do it. I'm Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Hey friends, Michelle Grosser here. Welcome to today's show. We have Phoebe Greenacre on the show today. You guys are going to love this interview. She is a somatic therapist. She's a meditation and yoga teacher. She is a conscious business coach. 
She's an entrepreneur and she's a podcaster. Phoebe is on a mission to help women become consciously alive and share their light with the world through somatic healing and spiritual entrepreneurship. She is a successfully exited entrepreneur with 15 years in business and startups. She's had over nine years in holistic healing and therapy. And after practicing yoga for two decades, she really believes deeply in the transformational powers of self-care, yoga, and spiritual practices. She has this online membership program, which is incredible. It's called the Self-Care Space. We're going to talk all about that. She's a business coach. She has this program called the Consciously Alive CEO. Um, Man, so many good things. But really, with all the work that she's doing, uh, she's helping women reclaim their power. She's helping women stay current on the most illuminating self-healing practices that are available. And she's just building an international community of like-minded, brilliant women who dare to shine their light. Enjoy this interview with Phoebe. Phoebe, welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah, a pleasure. We're so excited to have you. Phoebe, she'll tell you a little bit about herself and her journey, but she is an expecting mama. Um, mm-hmm. So that is so exciting. We were just talking about that a little bit before we started recording. It's funny, I'm in Miami at 8 p.m. just putting my kids down and she is in Bali at 8 a.m., right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 12 hours ahead. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah, so I'd love it if you just started just sharing with our listeners a little bit about your personal journey and your professional journey and kind of the route that you've taken to get to where you're at sitting in Bali today. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm 38 years old, 39 in February. So uh-huh. I feel like that's a long story. <laughs> yeah. so the highlight reel. The, like, the highlight reel. I was born in Sydney, Australia. I kind of went through conventional kind of schooling methods and did a business degree in Japanese. I caught the travel bug when I was 16 because I was studying Japanese. And so when I went to Japan for the first ever oversight, so oversight, overseas trip, I was like, what is this world out here? Like standing in like the middle of Tokyo, a little 16 year old girl going, wow, there is a big wide world out there. So after I finished school, I ended up going to America and doing a few ski seasons and working the ski seasons in between university. So our holidays in Australia are over your kind of winter, which is perfect for the alignment. So I did that back and forth a few times, fell in love with America and Americans (laughs) and just having that, I don't know, I kind of was shown a whole new world of like living in the ski resorts, like really fancy ski resorts and being around you know, meeting people like Phoebe from Friends and <laughs> Halle Berry and like all these random people coming to the ski school. And yeah, it was just like a wild, I don't know, a wild blimp in my life, in my 18, 19 year old life. Yeah. Kind of gave me a little insight into like what is possible in this lifetime. Mm. And so after I finished uni, I worked in corporate marketing for like nearly 10 years in Australia. And I spent most of my money on traveling. So every single year, I do like six weeks in Europe, six weeks in South America, six weeks in Europe again, like just always, always traveling. And I, at 29, I quit my job with the security of my boyfriend at the time. We went on a big trip together and I was starting my marketing agency when I got back. And 
little did I know that he broke up with me. Um, and when I got back, so I was like homeless, penniless, kind of hopeless wow. and hitting my rock bottom at pretty much nearly 30. And I think that was my kind of catalyst to like re looking at what I had created in my life and what did I want to, what did I, what did I want my life to look like or feel like? Cause at that moment of like despair, sleeping on my sister's couch, not having any kind of steady income and going from like earning over six figures and like traveling the world and having like, you know, my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> if I could say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then going and then turning to about to turn 30 and just like, wow, like how quick can things unravel? Yeah. And so I got to kind of build my life from the ground up again. The only thing that held me together was like, yoga classes and drinks with my girlfriends and you know I'm 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 a manifesting generator in human design so like I do many things at, at the same time I just follow my passions mm-hmm. and so I was like working at the markets on the weekend I was doing marketing consulting during the week I was I enrolled in a tv presenting course because that was something that I was passionate about at the time and I was kind of getting my life back together but I just felt this like deep deep kind of pang to Mm. just start completely over like just to have I think my sister invited me to go to Burning Man with her for my 30th birthday and even though that seems like an amazing kind of experience it was it really in my mind was like a short-term a short-term experience you know go for a week and then have a week maybe recovery at the end and it didn't really, like, my, my heart and soul wanted something long-term, like a bigger new chapter. Mm. So I I kind of set my whole life up again. I had an apartment in Bondi. I had, like, all of the furniture. Like, I had my business going and it was going really well. But I turned around and bought a one-way ticket to London. I got my two-year working visa. I sold my everything that I own. <laughs> and I went over there with two suitcases and wow. started afresh. So that was that was nearly nine years ago now. So I landed in London. I was like, I need to get a job here because I had no like black book of clients and no kind of, yeah, really anything to lean on really. So I, I did at this time. So I had built a travel blog along in my 20s. And when I got to London, Instagram wasn't really like a thing yet. Yeah. Like I, I had a few thousand on Instagram but the blog was really quite successful. So I was going on free trips on the weekend to Greece and here and there reviewing hotels, which was really cool. And the freelance kind of style life that I built in Sydney, I really like, I really loved the freedom that that gave me. So I took a six month contract and yeah, I ended up being made redundant after submitting a 12 month strategy. And I was so, my ego again was completely like, lost and wounded I'd actually met my then my now husband at this time when I first arrived in London and he was like babe you've done it before you've you've built your own business like it's time to just like do it here in London Mm -hmm. and that was really scary and I'm so glad that I had that kind of support and push from him to do that because the next seven years kind of unfolded in 
recreating loads of different things. I became a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher. I started hosting, combining my yoga teaching with the travel blogging. So I would host like retreats and teach yoga, host hiking retreats and teach yoga, be invited to like really beautiful, fancy hotels throughout Europe and teach yoga. And then I started doing client coaching for these hotels and it kind of just all folded again just following my heart following my passions and following what lit me up Mm -hmm. I hope I'm not going too much into the story but I I then met my business partner who we created a activewear brand called Silu London which is still available to buy now we had an amazing five years, hard five years of building a brand from scratch, but we were stocked in Equinox, in Goop, in SoulCycle, in Selfridges in London, and a few other like international department stores, which was an amazing journey, really hard though. And then right before the pandemic hit, I had this kind of kind of direction to pull us all out of all of our retailers and go direct to consumer. And we made that strategy change literally the month before because the cash flow with all of these stockers were like, it was a great status symbol to be like, oh, we're in SoulCycle and we're in here. But really the bottom line didn't share that same story. And the direct to consumer kind of like those, those homegrown brands were really focusing on the direct to consumer kind of focus. So we pulled it out and then the pandemic happened. And so we're all sat at home <laughs> selling activewear online. Yeah. And yeah, so at the same time, I kind of, I, I started to do some Instagram lives, which wasn't really a thing back then. All for me. Like so like what year are we talking now? 2020. Okay. Like March right 2020. Before the day pandemic. we went into lockdown, pretty much. I kind of flipped my perspective of like, I saw how many people were struggling, how much uncertainty there was, how much anxiety there was. I felt this too, but I had spent the last, say, seven years retraining in five, 600 hours of yoga teacher trainings, meditation trainings, and a somatic therapy training. So I felt like even though I this was a scary time in my life, I had all these tools to help me feel like my body was still home. And I could come back to my toolbox and feel like no matter what the chaos is going outside of me, I can come back home to me and I feel okay to be in my body, which I know a lot of people don't. Yeah. And when you take all of the distractions of working and busyness and life and gym and weekend dates and, you know, you're left with a lot of time, mm. a lot of thoughts yeah. and a lot of emotions. And we're not really in this society given mm-hmm. that time to process or even be held in what that process looks like to mm-hmm. process our emotions or to feel our emotions where they're labeled with good and bad or, yeah. you know, you know, and we try to kind of avoid a lot of the harder emotions, a lot of the difficult emotions. And so I jumped online. I started to do some free live meditations And I don't know what happened, but something happened. And I started to get invited on all of these different channels, like Marie Claire, Who, What, Where. Yeah, Deliciously Ella. So many, like, amazing, beautiful accounts. And I was just popping up everywhere doing free meditations. And it kind of allowed me to flip my perspective from me, 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 like Mm. me building this business, me kind of getting these, like, distributor deals and this kind of thing to we the collective like how can I help how can I be of service and that kind of changed everything Mm. because 
in that year, I built this community of women who needed help and they had nowhere else to go because they were at home and there was nothing to distract us. You know, maybe we bake a few banana breads <laughs> and try a few like, or watch TikTok yeah. reels or whatever, but you know, there was not a lot of escapism. No. And so I ended up creating this platform, my platform now called the self-care space, which is an online healing demand, on-demand healing center to deal with your hard emotions, but also to help you like get your movement in every day, but in a mindful, embodied, grounded way. And that kind of grew really organically from my heart. And I was teaching live yin classes every Sunday night, which is I combined my somatic therapy, like emotional release class with the yin yoga class. So people were coming every Sunday night and just kind of like, allowing themselves to unravel and feel all of their feelings Mm -hmm. and be held in a sacred container with other like-minded women for this one one hour every Sunday and it started with like I did it for free and then there was 10 people paying and then 20 then 30 then 40 then 50 and all of a sudden there was this like huge strong growing community of women who were just trusting me to hold the space for them to unravel and it yeah that kind of that kind of community that kind of formed kind of showed me that there were in terms of business because I'm, I'm now coaching business I exited my company last year it's still alive and the team's still going which is amazing and I'm still part of it like a shareholder in terms of like the business thing but I don't need to be in the day-to-day running and I focus completely now on helping women feel more alive in body mind and business. Now I have a two-year-old women's coaching online business, which helps women start online businesses in the holistic field. So that's been running for two years. I've had more than a hundred women go through it. And I wake up every day feeling so fulfilled because whether I'm helping women process their emotions Mm -hmm. or I'm helping women process their thoughts and ideas to help build an online business that gives them the freedom Mm. that they maybe desire with balancing work with kids and and just, you know, living more and working less. Mm. And so that's kind of how I ended up at the end of 2020, my husband and I decided, okay, we're buying a one-way ticket to London. (laughs) This new business of mine really allowed us to to do that. And one one way ticket to Bali, sorry. And with the day before we were leaving, our flights got cancelled and we're like, oh my God, because we actually got given notice on our apartment. So it was all very like synchronistic. We got notice given our apartment. We packed up everything. We kind of told everyone that we're leaving. We couldn't have a farewell party because it was locked down. So we kind of left in the middle of the night (laughs) saying goodbye to everyone. But we ended up flying to Kenya because Indonesia locked everyone out from the UK because of the UK strain at the time. And we had a whole suitcase of swimwear and board shorts and dresses and flip-flops because (laughs) that's what you need in Bali. And we're like, there's not many other places right now. It's it's in the middle of winter everywhere in Europe. There's not a lot of places we could go. And we had a friend that had a hotel in in Bali, Kenya. And was like, guys, like the hotel's pretty much empty. Like come over and like stay. We ended up, we're like, okay, we'll come for a few weeks. We'll come for a few weeks and we'll like hang out there until Bali opens. We stayed for six months. 
<laughs> and we lived in the beach on with monkeys and peacocks and like a, just this amazing kind of cultural experience. My husband is half Ugandan, half Kenyan. Okay. So we just had this like initiation of like the first chapter of our freedom lifestyle, which was beyond beyond like inconceivable to what you would ever think that life would turn out to be. So I was spending the weekends going on safari and hiking Mount Kenya and taking trips with other kind of expat couples and community that had escaped Europe and COVID and all of that stuff because we were living a normal life in Kenya. There was no restrictions or lockdowns and life kind of went on because they didn't really have the choice Mm. to like stop selling or stop, you know, and life went on. There wasn't people dropping in the streets or dying in the streets. We just kind of kept on going. And maybe that was because it was warm weather or Mm. they're a little bit more resilient in Africa. Mm. But we we all, you know, we lived there for six months. We didn't get COVID. We didn't wear masks. It was crazy. So, and then the, the time came and we're like, okay, it's time to book the flight to Bali. We applied for our visas. We finally got it. And then we did the quarantine in Jakarta for seven days Okay. before we went and arrived in Bali. And yeah, that was June 2021. So okay. we're about a year and a half since we have arrived. Yeah. And it's been a beautiful, chaotic, amazing journey. Wow. And also conceived here as well. So that was a miracle in itself. Beautiful. Yeah, when we last were on our Zoom call, you were showing me the view out your window. And what is it, like a rice field? Is that what it's, it's called? It's all rice fields and the ocean. Yeah. Incredible. How beautiful. I love that. I love your story. And I love that within your story, I hear so much boldness of just like, it's not just following your passions on a whim, but it's also just like having the guts to take that action and make all of it happen. It's really, really inspiring and cool. I love, I love your story. Something that I want to talk to you about is, okay, so for me, I've been practicing law for the last nine-ish years. Grew up in a time maybe where like emotions were just not really things we talked about. And I feel like for the last 35 years, maybe until like a year ago, I almost prided myself on not really having emotions or not being like a quote-unquote emotional woman right Mm -hmm. Um, and I even with my kids I was like oh I don't really lose my cool a lot or with my husband or whatever but I think I was so deceived in the fact that one how much judgment I was holding just with emotions in general and then a second how muting those emotions was really muting my whole spectrum of emotions Mm -hmm. and this last year has been such this incredible discovery of like the power that lies within just feeling our emotions and I know that's a lot of the work that you do so I would love if you could just talk to women about like the difference between I guess greeting our emotions with judgment and compassion and Mm -hmm. like practically what does that open up for us completely so as you said like when we block one emotion we're blocking the other emotions too so we're numbing them down and that doesn't give us the ability to feel the most immense joy if we're blocking our most immense pain. So every kind of, I don't like to label good or bad, every Mm -hmm. type of like comfortable feeling, there's an opposite of it. And and there's the discomfort end of that. And if we block the discomfort end of that, we're actually blocking the the comfortable end of that. And, and yeah, you know, it's normal 
for us to tell like our kids, our friends, school, we've been taught to don't cry, Mm. especially boys, Boys, especially, you know, I feel like they out of like the women and men and depending on the situation, like what you had as parents, but men are the most repressed emotionally Mm. ever, which is why I think we see so much power struggle, war. Unhealthy masculine. Yeah, Yeah. healthy masculine energy all the way through our our societies and so much misogyny as well, like we're against women too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if if you are, if you're out there and you're like, oh, I don't like feel anger and I don't, then imagine what you're blocking yourself from feeling in terms of the the good feelings or like you know the ones that feel nice in our bodies so yeah I have a lot of processes and a lot of rituals and tools that allow you to just to go into the feelings and to feel the feelings and to be okay with you know even I I often say like if your daughter came running to you or if your friend came running to you and be like I am so sad Mm -hmm. that's I really like to put that perspective on say if you feel sad Mm -hmm. rather than thinking of like you shouldn't be sad you shouldn't cry this is like it's a it's a it's a you know first world problem like Mm. you know I can't be crying because okay I went and got my hair done the other day and it turned out terribly (laughs) I had a photo shoot that day and I was pregnant and first trimester and I was like bawling my eyes out. Like, <laughs> it felt like such really, a big deal at the moment. Oh my god, yeah. I lost my husband didn't know what to do and I was like Aww. literally bawling my eyes out. And and like rationally, this was a first world problem. Like I'm having a photo shoot, I got a, my hair done, it was expensive, like all of these beautiful, amazing things. Yeah. But here I am in my pity and my sadness and my full-on <laughs> tantrum meltdown. Like, I hadn't had one like that for a while. <laughs> and But I, I allowed myself to feel it. Mm. But it's, like, still, like, I've had to put some toners and stuff on it. But, you know, just go instead of attaching to the story yes. of, like, I'm the victim, this has happened to me why the hell has this happened? Mm-hmm. I I drop into my my somatic feeling. So like mm-hmm. there's tears, there's pain in my head, my throat my throat feels constricted. I'm feeling like tense in my you know my shoulders, and then like I follow the feeling and I follow the the sensation that I can feel it dropping into my belly, and I feel like a guttural kind of experience, and then knowing I know you know that there's emotions run for around 60 to 90 seconds to run their course to leave your body so if you stay and loop on the story you'll you'll get in this spin of like i'm i'm sad i this happened to me i'm a victim there's no solution i'm gonna be stuck and you can cry for hours and hours and hours and hours and that's what happens when we are either, you know, stuck in a depressive state mm-hmm. or it can happen if we're stuck into an anxiety state. We, we, we loop on the things that don't match our, like, our values and our alignment to where we think we should be. Mm-hmm. So if we allow ourselves to drop into the sensations of somatic experience, soma is the living body in Latin. Mm-hmm. So somatic is like the, the, the living body's reaction. And dropping into that feeling and those sensations you can allow the energy to run its course. And so I sat on the toilet crying my eyes out. My husband's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, he knows, he knows now. Yeah. Like, 
that I need to let it roll and let it run out. And then you end up like, you know, at the end, you know, and your body releases and your body knows how to have this reaction. Like, like a dog, if it gets chased or it's in a fight, it goes off and it kind of shakes it off. It's like, has this like somatic reaction to the trauma or to the fight. And we can do that too. We can shake, we can kind of tap our bodies, we can drop in. We, there's loads of tools that allow you to experience even like long size, like releasing that energy. And you mm. see toddlers doing it. Mm. They've had a big cry. Mm-hmm. They they don't co- go around, you know, 10 years later saying, oh, I fell over on this time and cut my knee and Mm-mm. they're over it. Mm-mm. But us adults, we're still talking about the breakup that happened 10 years ago that like ruined our life. You know, because we didn't get to process it in in the time or or process it at all. Or we tried to go shopping and drink cocktails and sleep with someone else to kind of get over it. it. Mm -hmm. And we didn't allow ourselves to feel the depths of the pain or the depths of the heartbreak. So I think that answered your question. It does. (laughs) I'm so curious. So. For someone who's maybe really new to this, like this is the first time they're sitting here and listening that's about somatics or even just the idea of getting out of your head and into your body, it can be Mm. so foreign, I think. Like what are some good ways to start? Is it just like the mindfulness of your sensations or like where do you start? So somatic therapy is the connection between the mind and the body. And a lot of times, like traditional psychology or to traditional CBT, we're, learnt to, we're, we're told to kind of find the negative thought and replace it with a positive one, mm-hmm. which is, you know, awareness, right? But you're kind of overriding or trying to override your brain and it's going to come back. Like that negative thought's going to come back. I have negative thoughts all the day, you know, 60, 80,000 thoughts a day. 80% of them are critical to keep us safe, right? Right. So like with somatic therapy and meditation and loads of other tools, we can be okay with the 80% of 60,000 <laughs> thoughts. You know, we're like, oh, that's a negative thought. That's, you know, that's floating past, you know, letting it go. Yeah. So something that's super easy is just being mindful and dropping into the body. We have a body response to everything. We can think we're hungry and that's when we can go and like snack and overeat, but we're probably bored or yeah. thirsty or you know, not actually hungry. Yeah. So we can drop into the body. Like you could close your eyes and sometimes just take a nice deep breath and ask yourself, like drop into that part of your body. Maybe it's your belly. If you think you're hungry, like actually drop into that place in your belly and just take a few breaths there, like breathing in through the belly And out through the belly, just to really drop away from the thinking mind into the the feeling mind in Mm. in your body. And and ask yourself, like, with this, like, no distractions around, really being in this body somatic state, do you need food right now? Mm. Am I hungry? And, and from that space, you can start to have a relationship with your body rather than your thinking mind. Yes. Because our thinking minds get us into trouble. Yeah, they're, they're, they're created for one thing, right? Safety, like you said. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they're unreliable. Mess with us. Completely. And we and we're being taught to overanalyze every Mm. single thing in our lives. And this has been a a a mixture of like Hollywood, meet the media, social media, like all these things that we're like that have, have, are programming us how we're supposed to think and feel. Mm-hmm. But if we start to drop into our body first and actually feel and, and, and create a relationship with our intuition, that's like a gift, for, especially for women, yeah. to lead from that place. So, you know, basic things of am I hungry, but also like we, we, we often do things because we're trying to avoid feeling our feelings. So do I need to go to the gym because I've eaten or I feel I don't feel great in my body or really just allowing yourself to drop into your body and be like, hey, what do you actually need today? Yeah. What What is it that you are desiring to feel nourished? Mm-hmm. And depending on where you are in your cycle, mm. you know, and if you're in tune with your cycle, that may not be a punishing gym workout. Yeah. Maybe if you're in your ovulation phase and you're like, yeah, I'm feeling all the energy. I want to go and like feel energetic. But a lot of the times us women creatures, we need nourishment and restoration so that our hormones stay in balance because mm-hmm. our hormones completely influence how we feel and think. And if we're always like starving ourselves and pushing down our emotions or really not living in alignment with our cycle we can end up being crazy psychos yeah Yeah. and (laughs) it's like starving and overworked and overexhausted and we have no ability to like our mind then runs wild because we haven't fed our body so our hormones are all over the shop and we then we're literally self-sabotaging in this completely like negative cycle of really destroying our bodies and minds and the connection that we were born with right yeah so how can we harness that best like tell us a little bit about I guess the phases of this cycle and what are the things you try to do in each phase to just really because I think there's power in each phase right there is amazing there is amazing power and gift in each phase so there's Four main phases. You have your menstrual phase when you're on your bleed. This is also your, then you go into your follicular stage, which is, I like to call them like inner spring, inner winter, Mm. this kind of thing. So your bleed is your inner winter. Follicular phase is when you're leading up to ovulate. So your estrogen is building slightly. This is your inner spring. Summer is your ovulation. It's like a day, like really short. And then you have your autumn phase, which is your luteal phase, which is the longest phase okay. in your cycle, which can feel like the most <laughs> it long because it is the longest. Once you ovulate, the rest of the month until you bleed again is your luteal. And this is where we have our PMS. PMS yep. But I like to call that rather than PMS, like premenstrual syndrome, is please make space. Mm, So literally after we ovulate, our hormones drop 
like ridiculously. We've got the biggest, we have the biggest high in our estrogen uh, ovulation phase. This is the time where we should be going out and doing things. If we've got a business, like putting on masterclasses or workshops, having your outward energy, like this is the beauty, doing photo shoots or anything like this because your face is actually more symmetrical. Your skin's better. Your hair is amazing because your estrogen's super high. And then literally the next day, you can have a real crash because you go from one like high to the next day and your, your estrogen completely drops off. You just wake up angry. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and if you're not fueling yourself or nourishing yourself properly, this luteal phase is, is you need to like slow down, no high intense work out. So like really like the slow working, walking, maybe the slow swimming, maybe some yoga, like not power sweaty yoga. This is the time to slow down. All of your hormones are dropping off, your happy hormone. So it's mm-hmm. meaning that we're going to feel maybe more shitty. Mm-hmm. And we also, our metabolism actually spikes in this week as or week or 10 days, depending on how your cycle is. So we actually need to feed our period. This is the time when we need to feed our period, eat the things, you know, warm, nourishing, grounding, warm foods. Okay. So think of things that are grounding, like root vegetable, yep. anything from the earth, really beautiful soups, bone broth, mm-hmm. all of the things. If you think if you're about to bleed and you're having like an iced coffee, well, it's going to give you like extra anxiety and the ice is going to like freeze the blood. Yeah. Okay. So you want warm, warm kind of things so that the, the uterus and the womb can kind of like really bleed softly and gently and painlessly. So what you do in the last month indicates or kind of influences how your bleed's going to be and also how your luteal phase is going to be. If you've had a jam-packed month yeah, and you've gone out every single night and you've hit the gym hard and you've been like excess dieting and not giving yourself any love, waking up and surviving on caffeine, mm-hmm. skipping breakfast, your hormones are going to be like all over the place in this last week. And so we can get ourselves into a real funk Mm. and have more like levels of depression or anxiety in this time. Mm. So really nourishing yourself is going to be great. Some more oily like fishes, things in high fats, because that's going to help stop breakouts as well. Everything we've kind of been taught in the media and Hollywood is like ruining women's bodies. Literally. And then, and, and so you should be canceling things like saying, like, I always look in my, my diary when someone asks me to do something. I mm-hmm. check and I have my, my weeks in my diary. Like I know, oh, that's going to be my luteal phase. I probably don't want to go out and have a big girls night that mm. night. Or I probably don't want to go and run a marathon that day. Mm. So really planning forward planning for your cycle to allow yourself to really be able to be supported so you don't have pms and instead you you please make space for this drop in estrogen this like more sensitivity in my business school we go into like how to plan like your business and all the different cycles so that you feel more like idea generating in some of the weeks and then some of the weeks you like you know you have less clients or you have less outgoings and then when you bleed you really should retreat into your moon cave like (sighs) dark 
space alone. I have some clients that put like a little heart around their calendar when they're bleeding and tell that to their children that this is mommy's special time and she needs to, she needs more help then. Yeah. So is it, can you help me in this time? Like, can you like wash up the dishes or maybe that's like, you know, if you have little ones, then maybe that's just saying, this is mommy's special time and yeah. daddy's going to take you to school these right. days. And have some movie or, nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a different yeah, vibe. Exactly. So just really like educating the generations that are coming up below you and so that you don't feel overworked, exhausted. And, you know, I'm sure you get to that point when you have little ones and you're running a business or you have work and you have all of these like, We've got to go to Judy's birthday and we've got to go to this, you know, and, yeah. and if that falls on your bleed, then yeah. there's conversations that need to happen. Obviously, you know, we, we live in a world where we do things, yeah. but if you have the foresight to know that, okay, that's kind of being around my period, I'm going to ask my husband to do a kid's party run on the weekend. Yeah. And I'm going to stay at home and watch Netflix and have like a really nice yummy healing soup or some dark chocolate or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Like give your body what it wants and nourishes because then once you go into the next follicular phase, you'll actually find that your body craves less food because you're the, the estrogen's building up again okay. for your next ovulation. You're not that hungry. And when you start to get into tune, you're really you're like, oh, like, I'm, you know, you can have really light things because your your body's not building up to bleed at this mm. moment. You you kind of building up to ovulate. So this next chapter is like idea generation. This is like your spring. So if you think about like those flowers coming out yeah. and like you know, buddy, but like about to bloom. Yeah. Think about that energy inside of you. Like what? And I also like to frame them in like that goddess, the spring goddess. Like what she's like she's doing. She's going out to check all of the berries and the fruits and you know she's slowly coming out of her womb cave she's not just like rushing out and like straight back into the gym straight back into like back-to-back outings in the evenings or before work you know it's this slow emergence out of the womb cave and then ovulation go wild like this is the most energy you'll have all month this is the most kind of you'll you'll feel the best like if people are going on dates like or you meeting new people like this is when you feel the most sexiest it's like the summer goddess the ovulation goddess so yeah that kind of gives you the full spectrum the luteal phase i think is most people's most biggest struggle Mm -hmm. and if you can make more space around that that time Mm -hmm. and and really feed your period so that you're not getting to that time of bleeding and and you're in pain and there's yeah. you know and if this is sounding also foreign to you it takes months to kind of get back into the cycle your natural cycle as well like without any contraception mm-hmm. without any kind of medical interventions that are stopped because all of those are not a natural cycle and right. if you want to feel the natural energies and you want to support and work with your natural flow mm-hmm. you only feel that not with any hormonal or in- interventions in your body yeah i'm gonna actually go through my calendar now and after this and part of what i love about that so much is i think it allows us to have just the awareness allows us to have so much compassion for those days when we wake up like like man yesterday i felt like i could have run 10 miles and today it's like i can barely get out of bed like and then my instinct is to be hard on myself and just like push through, but that's not really 
doing anything right like surrendering Mm -hmm. to this to the cycle understanding it and then playing to whatever that season or that period of the month is supposed to be because it's such a more a beautiful more beautiful way to to cycle through I kind of want to wrap things up with just a discussion about self-care I guess because I think this cycle thinking is self-care some the somatic experience and just paying attention to our body is self-care and kind of what you're saying maybe it's like Hollywood or society or culture we think especially for moms I think it's like oh take care of yourself like go get a pedicure go get a massage and it's like those are beautiful things but like that is not going to repair months or years or decades that led to burnout Mm -hmm. so just like obviously the self-care space that you have and just your experience and all of this like what are some other resources or tools or just like little nuggets you can kind of deposit into these women of like small changes maybe they can make or places that they can really truly self-care completely look I'm a big fan of massages and facials (laughs) I am that girl I am in the spa every week nice (laughs) one of the reasons I moved to Bali is so that we can go every day and it's so affordable so that is going to be great for your nervous system like anything at the spa where you're off your phone because I want to don't want to discount that getting a body mass like a body massage or a facial is a somatic experience Mm -hmm. because you're feeling the feeling of the touch and body touch is so healing Mm -hmm. So, but going and getting your nails and pedicure done and you're on your phone and you have a coffee and you're talking to the girls and that's going to be overstimulating. So the biggest thing, as you said, is like, is just reconnecting with your body. Mm. And I think a lot of us who have come from the corporate world, we are, can be stuck in a program and the program is on automatic and we are like, get up at the same time we go to the gym we get that we go on we like put the coffee machine on what like what do we have to unprogram to get you out of that like rat race mm. even if you are still working in corporate like there's ways to work with your cycle still working at a full-time job yeah and it's about asking your body what she needs in the morning mm. every day so instead like maybe like okay I'm putting my alarm on for 5 30 and I'm going to do this and I'm going to have this lunch that I've you know pre-packed and living in the moment and living in 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 the flow of what your body needs Mm. is going to be so much more supportive and nourishing rather than waking up on automatic like not even being in tune with your body not even asking yourself like what do I need in this moment and that may be saying no to the hit workout mm. and that may be doing 10 minutes of yoga at home mm. just being in your body that may be sitting in meditation and just really being with all of those thoughts that are going around and just be like I'm just gonna I have a lot of thoughts at the moment and a lot of our anxiety can come from not being able to hold all of them yeah so learning how to do a meditation practice every day the first thing in the morning like when I when I my husband wakes up a lot later than I do but I just sit in, in the bed. Like I wake up and sit in bed mm-hmm. and just like be with my body mm. and be with before, like, cause it's quite dark in our room before I even like look at my phone or mm. switch on the, like get out of the room. I'm just sitting there and being like, okay, how does my body feel? What are those noticing? Yeah. Lately it's been like, you feel fucking sick. And I, I've been like, I wake up and I'm like, need food, but 
you know, previous to that, I would have maybe booked a workout in the mm-hmm. morning or, you know, I would have like jumped out of bed. Well, my nervous system goes into like fight or flight mode, yep. run downstairs and like made a coffee and like in a takeaway thing, like in a tea cup. Yep. And then like jumped, jumped on my motorbike or jumped on the bus or like mm-hmm. go into the, you know, and your day just starts. Yeah. So immediately your nervous system is in this like, and like survival mode and we women have been in survival mode for so long if we've been in that corporate like and hustle I don't have kids but like adding kids onto the mix and like trying to keep a job or a business and a husband and a relationship and whatever that looks like and trying to keep you know in shape and all of the things like I it's we're in just this hustle all the time and we're trying to keep up with the Joneses or the Kardashians and like look the part and feel the part and like a lot of us are just dying inside trying to be someone that we're not trying to be the thinnest or the prettiest or the richest or the most successful and we're so disconnected from our bodies so Mm. it's just about asking yourself how do I feel today Mm. What does my body need in this moment? Mm. And and just taking pauses, like it's great, even like every hour, if you're working at a desk, like go to the toilet, you can even sit on the toilet and be like, I'm just gonna breathe, mm. like five deep breaths. You could even do this at your desk if if or you know, wherever you need to do this, and just check in like a friend. Hey, how you doing? What do you need right now? And maybe when you first start this, if this is a new practice for you, it might be like, well, I, I have 1,000 million things to do and I blah, 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 and I need this, blah, blah, blah. So it's a slow build relationship. And eventually you start to connect with the, the somatic response of like, okay, my body says I need to just sit and have a tea for five minutes before the kids come home instead of doing the folding yeah. of the washing and preparing of the snacks and like doing Love this that. and calling the friend. Yeah. I am just going to make a peppermint tea and just sit and just look at the garden. Without guilt. Without guilt. Without you know? guilt, yes. And and really becoming aware of like the shoulds. Yes. Or the coulds. Yes. But actually dropping into like what actually is going to serve me. I am mm-hmm. in service all day as a mom. I'm always giving out. Like how am I topping up myself? How am I giving back to myself? Mm-hmm. So that I can continue to give out and also not to like burn out or have a breakdown. Yeah. And also so I can enjoy <laughs> life right it's like yeah. I know Enjoy sometimes, the moment. yeah like sometimes I hear that you know f- like can't pour from an empty cup you have to fill your cup yeah put your mask on you know before you put your kids and exactly. it's like all of that is so true but we don't just put on our masks so we can put on our kids or fill our cups so we can pour it out it's like also so we can enjoy <laughs> yeah. some of these moments in the present too like we deserve all of this it's beautiful that's that's the whole mantra of the self-care space. Yeah. And I've actually broken now with cat- categorize a lot of the, the rituals and classes into spring, summer, winter, and autumn. So that if you like, okay, I don't know how I'm feeling today. I'm just going to filter the, all of the classes. There's like nearly 300 classes in there running from five minutes to 
like an hour and a half class and just filter and there's okay I'm feeling I'm in my autumn phase I don't know what I need like what and then see what comes up for you and be like oh this looks nice I'm going to do 10 minutes meditation or a 15 minute somatic practice of just connecting with my emotions and that gives you ideas and support when because sometimes if you're overwhelmed with so many things to do thinking about how to help yourself can sometimes be so overwhelming in itself so that's why I created the platform and it's mobile friendly and you can do it on the go. You could even do it in your car when you're like up, like waiting for get to the kids drop off right. 10 minutes early and just do like 10 minutes ritual or just 10 minutes of breathing without your phone, looking at nature, just being with your stuff, being with your body and your feelings. And that's that, that will start to become more normal. But you have to kind of be conscious about I'm I'm choosing to do nothing in this moment or I'm choosing just to be with my body. And that may look like tears yeah. because you've not let yourself feel anything for all day or all your life. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that and that's okay if there's tears and if when you start to do these types of you know connection with your body, there might be tears, Mm -hmm. there might be anger, there might be so many things, Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to be brave enough to just feel what's coming through and to allow it to process. Think of it, okay. This girl on the podcast said that it only goes for sixty to ninety seconds. Put Put a an alarm on or a little buzzer yep. on your iPhone and just like, I'm just going to feel my feelings for 90 seconds and try to drop into the somatic response of it. So the, the tears or the anger or the, the warmth in your back rather than connecting to the story because sto- looping on the story is not going to get you anywhere. Mm, that is so good. So for the, the self-care space, just so everyone understands, like kind of tell us, it's a monthly membership, right? Okay, so tell everyone how they can find it, how they can find you, and maybe even just a little bit more about your other offerings. Yeah, sure. So the self-care space is, it's like a Netflix library of, yeah, of of, a library of healing things. So you can sign up, it's £29 a month, which I think works out to be about $33, depending on when the current is going. So it's less than like a dollar a day. So it's less than your coffee. It's less than a therapist. (laughs) It's less than many things. And it's an investment in you. You can cancel anytime. You could come over. We do a seven-day free trial. And I really encourage people to try something, do something once a day, every day, to really get into that, I'm going to fill up my cup first before I then go into the world. Or maybe it's like the last thing before you leave. There's loads of things in there for sleep as well. Sleep is a huge category because I know... A lot of people can be overwhelmed in the evening when they haven't done everything on their list or they've had like a wild day and their body has not caught up with their thoughts. So that's a really beautiful kind of support to really allow yourself to drop into a really deep sleep. I do a live class once a month as well in the membership and it's a live yin therapy or it's a rebirthing breathwork session. It's a group online session on Zoom. And then my other offering is the Consciously Alive CEO course, which is a 12-week program. There's a US cohort and there's a UK cohort. So two different times that we meet and the next cohort i'm signing up in 
November, you get a few months to start to work through all of the materials before we do our live calls in January. So that's a build your online holistic business. So a lot of people come, they're yoga teachers, Pilates teachers, therapists, counselors, breath workers, life coaches, different types of coaches. So if you have a service-based business, it works the best for that. Or if you already have skills, like, you know, and you want to build something, this is also a great way to learn, like, how to build courses, how to build memberships, how to build your website, do your branding your storytelling on Instagram, all of that kind of thing. So we go through everything. There's a healing element to it as well. So as well as we're building your business, we're healing through each of the chakras and we're doing somatic therapy throughout the journey of that course as well. You learn about your periods in business. You learn about human design. So there's, it's quite a conscious, that's why it's called the Consciously Alive CEO, yeah. to help you come alive in body, mind and business. So it's a bit of like a mini business MBA online as well as a like self-discovery therapy. Right. Yeah. Like not even a two for one. It's like a 10 for one. You come out so different. And then you also have a podcast. I do. It's called Consciously Alive. I interview women all around the world that are doing life differently. So decided to leave the corporate life or and just kind of live outside of the box or outside of the matrix. Come over and have a listen. We have a lot of fun there. I love that. Man, so cool. I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for not even just being on the show, but just the work that you're doing. I think it's so powerful, and I think it's so needed just in this world where, especially Western world, where women are just like, go, 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 24-7, and, like, emotions are not even in the mix. And how dare you, like have feelings or needs like we don't have time for any of that so to just be able to reject all of that in its face and be like take a minute (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. that's not that's not how our bodies were created that's not what we're put on this planet and just flip that script I think is a message that really needs to be shared so I love your platform and I'm grateful for your voice in this space thank you thank you so much for having me it's been an honor If you love mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, Your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.